Hello again, my little spirit orbs. You're listening to Trinity Radio, a podcast where we explore dark music and the culture that surrounds it. I'm your host, DJ Cheshireen, and this is episode four, Side Hustles. We're deep diving gothic and electronic musicians who have multiple active projects. We're going to play some modern music in this one, some Forever Grey, Dead Mouse, Zanias, AFI, and more. We'll hear some interview material and learn how teamwork, passion, and sobriety have played a role in these artists' lives. You're listening to Trinity Radio. To lay the groundwork for this episode, let's first talk about music side projects. What exactly counts as a side project? So a side project is a musical endeavor started by artists who are already known for their involvement in another band. These projects are usually an avenue for artists to explore new sounds, styles, and different formats. Another reason may be to explore different creative realms or simply to express themselves in a way that might not be possible within the context of their primary project. A side project can also be a band or musician who takes on an alter ego, usually in order to play in a different style of music or just to take on a different character than what their fans are used to. A prime example of an alter ego in music is David Bowie's stage persona, Ziggy Stardust. Ziggy Stardust was a fictional character that Bowie created for one of his songs of the same name. The song tells a stale, wow, stale. (laughs) The song tells the tale of an alien rock star named Ziggy who lands on Earth as a messenger for extraterrestrial beings. Whether or not you know the song, you've likely seen portrait photos of this dude with bright orange hair and a red lightning bolt painted across their eye. That dude is Ziggy Stardust. Here's a little interview from 1977 where David Bowie talks about this alter ego character. Ziggy played guitar, jamming good with weird and gilly, and the spiders from Mars. Ziggy, I wanted, I wanted to define the archetype Messiah rock star. That's all I wanted to do. And I used the trappings of kabuki theater, mime technique, um, fringe New York music. So Ziggy was, for me, a very simplistic thing. It was what it seemed to be, an alien rock star. And for performance value, I dressed him and acted him out. I left it at that. You don't have to be the same personality every time you go on stage. In 1972, David Bowie went on tour as Ziggy Stardust for two years until he retired the alien rock star from his performances. Of course, the real David Bowie continued on as himself to establish one of the most inventive legacies in music history. Ziggy Stardust was just one element of his career. So with that said, an important note about side projects is that these projects involve artists who juggle multiple acts at once. Side projects should not be confused with quitting a band for a solo career or quitting a band for another band. As such, this episode covers the current hustlers of the gothic and electronica music realms. In today's episode, we'll cover several examples of the music side hustle, alter egos, solo artists who lead other bands, and bandmates who have had multiple bands with the same members. Hop on this tour bus. We're going for a ride. To begin our tour, we'll first go to Los Angeles. Our first featured artists are Anna Schmidt and Kevin Zarnick. Although both of these artists are talented individuals in their own right, I mention these two as a pair because Anna and Kevin lead not just one, but two bands together. These bands are Forever Grey and Millican Chamber. Forever Grey is more so the modern post-punk and dark wave band, while Millican Chamber is their electronic project. First came Forever Grey. 
they started making their music in Michigan and in 2016 released their first album, Autumn Calling. Sam Kubiak was one of the founding members of Forever Gray, and the band has had several bassists in its history. Anna has been performing with Forever Gray since 2017 and co-wrote one of the songs off of Autumn Calling called Blanket of Ice. In 2022, the two released Forever Gray's fifth studio album, Sympathy Garden, which they produced together. Here's something off of that album. This is Forever Gray, Cold Hand on Trinity Radio. Cold Hand by Forever Gray. As a post-punk project, Forever Gray soundscapes have prominent bass lines, angular guitar riffs, jagged chords with a hint of electronic elements. But their side project, Millican Chamber, is Anna and Kevin's electronic project. In both acts, the gothic influence is very apparent. You'll notice these somber, stoic bass lines, but there's a little twist. The melodies are sort of sprightly. What's cool about these two projects is that this band doesn't appear to have one leader. Anna and Kevin both do lead and backing vocals, and they both do programming. If you were to see these two bands perform live, there are still some key differences. Forever Grey has a more hazy, foggy presence with a mix of analog and electronic instruments. 
Millican Chamber, however, is almost entirely synth-driven, and their atmosphere has a ton of strobe. Millican Chamber's sound can be described as moody electronic music mixed with 80s synth pop. It's been described as having, quote, icy synth leads to make you dance on a frozen lake in the dead of night. So skate away. This is Millican Chamber, figure in the night on Trinity Radio.
That was Figure in the Night by Millican Chamber. If you're into music gadgets and intricate studio setups, you have to check out Millican Chamber's Instagram. Anna and Kevin are not your average bedroom producers who design their music with just software. On their Instagram, they showcase their modular analog setups, vocadors, all these old synths they collect, and much, much more. That's Instagram at Millican Chamber, Millican with two L's. And these groups tour a lot. They're based in Los Angeles, but as we speak today, May 29th, the two are performing at a three-day gothic music festival in Germany as both Forever Grey and Milligan Chamber. Talk about a hustle. If you were to look up Anna and Kevin independently, you'll also find some of their other projects that they've experimented with in past. For example, the Belladonna Grave and Prudence. You can also support on Bandcamp where they sell digital files, colorfully pressed vinyl, CDs, cassettes, and apparel. Trinity Radio. As I'm putting together this podcast, I recognize that so many of my listeners are really gifted musicians, DJs, collectors, visual artists, copywriters. I really love engaging with all of you, and I get more knowledge and inspiration out of it every time. In this episode, I hope to return the favor. I hope to inspire some of you to spend time on whatever hobbies connect you to your soul. Perhaps you might find inspiration in our next featured artist. Allison Lewis, aka Zoe Zanias, is a singer, performer, producer, and DJ based in Berlin. Zoe was born in Australia, but grew up in Malaysia and Papua New Guinea. Zoe has a background in archaeology and keen interests in anthropology, psychology, and ethnogenic exploration. In 2011, while studying in London, she crossed paths with Ryan Ambridge while playing a minimal synth DJ set at a bar. From that point, modern dark wave history was made with the formation of their band, Linea Aspera. In Linea Aspera, Ryan composed the music while Zoe was the master of songwriting and vocals. In this interview, Zoe shares how her interest in archaeology influenced her songwriting and the name of Linea Aspera. I, I originally started studying archaeology because I used to really love bones. And the only reason we chose that name was really because it had a nice Latin translation of rough line and it sounds nice. And I, I, I sent Ryan a whole lot of different bone names and that was just the one that he liked because I was studying human remains at the time when we were first started writing music. I've been on a journey through academic education so far, which has been to first study archaeology and now I'm studying anthropology with a focus on primatology. So I've been reaching back further and further into the human past and now I'm trying to look at how we evolved. And all of this, all of this influences my music because I feel like every step I take towards understanding humans better, I'm able to understand myself better and I'm able to write lyrics that people can relate to because of my understanding of the human mind, I suppose. Lenya Aspera's sound falls under the raw and eerie cold wave genre. You'll hear Zoe's strong diaphragmatic vocals against this arpeggiated synth. It kind of feels like swimming through this emotional melodic rip current. Linea Aspera released their first album in 2012 and split up after just one year together. However, Zoe and Ryan did come together again to release two more albums in 2019 and 2020. Here's some of the earlier stuff. This is Fur Delance on Trinity Radio.
That was Fair de Lance by Linnea Aspera. Fun fact, we love fun facts here. A fur de lance is an extremely venomous viper snake found throughout tropical Americas and tropical Asia. This snake has a very fearsome reputation due to its defensive temperament, and it's also the main cause of fatal snake bites in Central and South America. Linnea Aspera's songs have more interesting titles. There's Kinabalu, which is a mountain range in Malaysia, Lamanai, which is a Mesoamerican archaeology site, and Malarone, which is a medication used to prevent malaria. So Zoe's passion for exploration really shines through her titles and songwriting. But her education and passion are even more pronounced in her other music hustle. Zanias is Zoe's solo and sometimes collaborative electronic music project. Once again, Zoe is the songwriter and vocalist in this project, but she also produces almost entirely on her own with some collabs here and there. Zanias describes her sound as, quote, ethereal iron, catharsis through sound. Her first album was released in 2016, and in 2023, she just released a brand spanking new one. But before we get into Zanias, I want to rewind back to 2013. This is when Linnea Asper temporarily broke up to work on other projects. Right after the group split, Zoe did this interview where she explains why she needed to go on a creative divergence. Here's her story. Well, in Linnea Aspera, I'm only the voice. Yeah. The music is Ryan. Like, yeah. Ryan Ambridge is himself a genius. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got, he's got his musical side, and I've got, my, I've got my lyrics and my vocals. And I can apply those to lots of different types of music. And I wouldn't be able to go on singing the same songs for years and years. Life is about change. So... Things have to evolve. I'm a big believer in evolution. And yeah, I mean, the new sound is going to be, it will continue to be electronic, but I also like to insert a few archaeological and osteological themes into the music. Electronic music is my passion, but then at the same time, humans, I mean, as living creatures, we are organic. And I feel like there has to be an organic element in music in order for it to be adaptable and related to. So Linnea Aspera is now back together and occasionally still performs shows. But unlike the minimal and cold synthetic sounds of Linnea Aspera, Zanias takes a more organic approach to electronic music. She uses what seems like digital manipulations of folky and nature sounds like bird chirps, rain sticks, winds, flutes, and steel drums, wrapped in a sort of robotic kind of influence. Linnea Aspera feels like it was made in a concrete cellar. Zanias feels like it was made in a cave. Have a listen. This is a brand new song from Zanias' latest release album, Chrysalis. This is Closing on Trinity Radio.
That was Closing by Zanius. It's off of her new 2023 album, Chrysalis. Chrysalis was produced entirely on her own, featuring the bass guitar work of New Romancer. Zoe dedicates this album to, quote, everyone who has ever felt like they weren't made for this world. I feel that. You can hear the album on Spotify, but to truly support Zanius's work, you might consider shopping for music and merch on Bandcamp or supporting her Patreon. For access to interviews, show announcements, bookings, and awesome DJ sets, follow her at Instagram at Zoe underscore Zanias. That's Z-O-E underscore Z-A-N-I-A-S. The next hustler up is Joel Zimmerman, better known as electronic music artist Dead Mouse. The mouse in Dead Mouse is stylized as MAU5. Originally a software programmer by trade, Dead Mouse started producing music in 1998. The music styles mostly progressive house and electro house music, but it does really span across a variety. It's hard to pin down. You may have also seen him performing in a giant Mickey Mouse like helmet with LED eyes and a big smile. The name Dead Mouse refers to a dead mouse that he found in his computer. In the electronic dance music world, Dead Mouse has a major name and reputation. In 2007, just 10 years after he started producing, he started his own record label called Mousetrap Records, which houses big acts like Rez, IO, Sion, Death Pact, Tin Liquor, and more. It's a big hustle. So why is Joe in this episode side hustles? Well, outside of the Mouse Helmet and Mousetrap Records, Joel very occasionally DJs under this dark techno alter ego called Test Pilot. I did a search for Dead Mouse on Beatport, which is an e-commerce site for electronic music. Dead Mouse has over a thousand song releases up for sale. A lot of these are duplicates and remixes, but even if you cut that number in half, that's still 500 songs. That's insane. There's no shortage of material. So the cool thing about Test Pilot, but also the tough thing for this episode, is that Test Pilot doesn't really produce music. He's more of a DJ. This alter ego is pretty elusive. There isn't much information about him online, and he rarely performs live. But in this interview with Spin, Joel shares more about his alter ego. But I also wanted to bring up Test Pilot. And Joel, that's your techno alias. You mostly perform live. Yeah. Why is Test Pilot an important outlet for you? Well, it's it's more of an appeasement than an outlet, um, uh, and not even to fans and stuff. Uh, more to promoters because I'm I'm a kind of moody guy, I guess, in the sense <laughs> that like I'll get a booked at a club and thinking, well, you know, it's not exactly going to end up on YouTube, so I'll play some stuff I like. And you know, I get there and contractually obligated to play records. I mean, that's pretty much it. Whether they're your records or someone else's records, they didn't specify. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go in and, and jam them out and just go deep. And of course, it's some bottle service place because it's just the kind of guy I am, apparently. And um, no, I just go off. And then, you know, and the bars are like, bro, are you with the mouse head on? But it's my vibe at times, you know what I mean? So it's kind of double-edged sword, you know, having a few pop hits out and also being passionate in other areas because then it's like, well, where do we place you? So Test Pilot was kind of born out of that, where it's just like, okay, look, it's dead mouse, but without the head. And that's kind of where that stemmed from. And uh, I'm just going to continue to do that. And that kind of removes the confusion. One thing we've learned today is that artists can sometimes create side projects to explore different creative outlets that might not be possible with their main band. 
In Joel's case, even though Dead Mouse is a solo act that he operates entirely, he doesn't necessarily have total control of the reputation anymore. Dead Mouse is known for his flamboyant, puppy-like pageantry and really bubbly vibe. This is what promoters expect when they book Dead Mouse, and this is what the fans want to see. They want the giant mouse helmet, this psychedelic utopia, colorful lights, the whole shebang. And of course, they want the funky electro house type music. Techno, on the other hand, airs on the more dystopian, heavy, mechanical side of electronic music. It's less melodic and has more of an emphasis on texture and atmosphere. So by performing as test pilot, Joel's able to escape his reputation as Dead Mouse and perform in a way that doesn't disappoint promoters or alienate his fans. And by curating Dark Techno Records, Joel shows that he doesn't just make music, but he's a fan of it too. So as I mentioned, Test Pilot doesn't really have music up for sale. He's a DJ and a selector of other artists' records. Since I don't have any Test Pilot songs to play for you, I'm going to try to do a two-in-one. This next song is a hybrid of Dead Mouse's Electro House material with a slow techno formulation. You're about to hear one of his earliest, biggest hits, recently remixed by one of my favorite producers, Sion. This is Dead Mouse, Monophobia, Sion Remix on Trinity Radio.
that was Dead Mouse, Monophobia, the Sion remix. If you want to see one of the weirdest music videos that you've ever seen in your life, look up the video for Monophobia on YouTube. This video takes place at Joel's epic mansion, but it features an indescribable, psychedelic AI rendering of the weirdest shit you've ever seen. Joel's a very quirky dude and a huge nerd. I can't quite explain it in a podcast, so you just have to see it for yourself. In fact, I'll actually share images on my Instagram, but if you just can't wait, you can also look it up yourself. I want you to Google Dead Mouse Mouse Helmet. Also Google Dead Mouse Exotic Car Collection. Now, this is not just any pretentious luxury car collection. You got to see how Joel modifies these cars, including his Ferrari, which he wrapped with rainbow kittens and rebranded as a Ferrari. You can also look up the Dead Mouse Cube, which is a massive motorized cube that runs graphics, lights, and sound. The code was written by Joel himself. I've seen him perform his sets inside of this cube. It's a technological marvel. And the last thing to look up is Dead Mouse's music studio. This studio is next, next, next level. It took four years to build. The entire room is actually suspended from a vaulted ceiling for not only improved acoustics, but also so that all of the 800 cables can run beneath the flooring for a sleek and tidy aesthetic. Find more cool and weird stuff on his Instagram at deadmouse. That's D-E-A-D-M-A-U-5. Trinity Radio. The final hustlers today are two bandmates who have been collaborating together for over 25 years, and they're still going strong. Davey Havoc and Jade Puget are best known for their work with the alternative rock and melodic punk band AFI. Davey does the lead vocals while Jade does guitar, backing vocals, keyboards, and more recently, synthesizer. AFI has been in the game since 1991. In these 30 plus years, they've come out with 11 studio albums. The band first creeped into substantial commercial success in 2000 with their fifth album, The Art of Drowning. The Art of Drowning was the first album to make it onto the Billboard charts, and the success motivated the band to keep going into eventually the mainstream arena. From The Art of Drowning, this is AFI, The Days of Phoenix on Trinity Radio.
That was Days of the Phoenix by AFI. AFI has been heralded as one of the most influential punk groups, and they're partly responsible for reviving the big 80s rock chorus. AFI has a devoted fan base, incorporating punks, hardcore fans, goths, metalers, and every type of alternative music prior imaginable. Around the time this album was released, Davey and Jade started tinkering with electronic music on the side. Also around this time, there was this scene called EBM, electronic body music, out of Europe, which was more industrial-based synth-pop type stuff than punk, like Apoptigma Berserk, Covenant, and VNV Nation. Fascinated with EBM, Davey and Jade officially formed their own electronic side project called Black Audio. Black Audio has been described as electronic sparkling party music for the downcast masses. As 80s kids, Davey and Jade both grew up listening to Depeche Mode, Ministry, and all of this synth-pop happening at the time. Although it's still under the alternative music umbrella, Black Audio has an adjacent audience to AFI, but it's geared more toward a synthetic, futuristic sound versus AFI's gritty punk rock sound. Hear it for yourself. This is A Distant Light by Black Audio on Trinity Radio. Still the same, dear I have owned this life forever I'll always remain If it's just the same, dear
You just heard Black Audio, A Distant Light. A Distant Light is what I call a genre bender. You know those songs that you hear and think, like, what do you call this music? The song itself is very experimental, and it showcases a creative freedom that having a side project allowed these artists to have outside of AFI. Black Audio has released three albums. Despite being occupied with AFI's massive success, the two found it worthwhile to take a risk together and pursue their common ambition. In this interview with music blogger Ambi, Davey and Jade share their secret to how they've been able to maintain both their professional and personal relationship with one another after 25 years. It's funny because a lot of bands, I feel, have a really hard time keeping together that one band. And for you guys, you've been able to manage three. So you think it really just comes down to friendship in the end? Musicians are assholes, you know, so (laughs) that's really the main problem with keeping bands together. And we've been able to maintain a friendship and civility that allows us to not break up, I think. Yeah. I mean, also having multiple groups together allows us to have a, a, you know, a greater comfort in doing what we do because we're, we're not limited at all. And, you know, we have the opportunity to create in different areas and that keeps us together. And, and ego, I think we don't have ego when it comes to music with each other. You know, we're not trying to, we got to do my songs. I wrote it. No, these lyrics we got to do, you know, it's like, we're just very open and there's no kind of that kind of, you know, that's what breaks up a lot of bands is like everyone thinks that they're the best. Yeah. And yeah. so. And we, we don't w- do drugs. We both think we're the worst. So, and we don't do drugs. Yeah. We are the worst and we don't do <laughs> drugs and that keeps us together. Through Black Audio, we can see that even rock stars are music fans themselves. And it really shows that even though it can be more work, these projects are essential to an artist's life. And by having multiple outlets for creativity, Side projects can even prolong the commitment to create altogether. Trinity Radio. If you're hearing this, you've made it to the end. Tour is over. Thank you so much for listening. I know this podcast is one-sided, but you can connect with me on Instagram at trinity.xm. On this account, I'll share more announcements and even some pearls and nuggets about side projects that didn't quite make it into this episode. Once again, I'm DJ Cheshireen. Take care and chat to you soon for episode five.